Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right now, checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958, Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 279. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and oft times, I mean, maybe you're just the new co-host, The Riz. How you doing, brother? Ah, uh, let's not make that official, but yeah, uh, I, I'm happy to be with you. I'm happy that I can fill in. Sorry the Case couldn't be with you all for those of you Case fans. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to do my best to be Case. It feels like it. It feels like it. <laughs> you feel a lot like Case. Ooh. All right. Uh, let's talk about today's show. We got a lot going on. Uh, hit the deck. It's pay dirt time. We got that one. That's a good one. Practice squad changes you need to be aware of. Stafford will always be our MVP around the division and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Glam! Oh, nice. I thought you were going to burp that one out by the way you were warming up there ahead of it. That was good. That was a big one. Uh, of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian B. Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. New video came out in the last week. New video is amazing. Oh, it, it's wow. great. It, it's yeah. worth watching. It, it's a throwback to when videos actually told stories instead of dudes just dancing around. It's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love it. My, my wife loved it. My mother-in-law loved it. Wow. So that that wow. tells you how good it's, this, this it song is and this video is. It is a touching story, right? It I mean, they, they go through, and it's, it's, it's so well done. I mean, if you don't want the feels, you might want to avoid it, but it's definitely, it's definitely worth watching. It's a great, great, great video. I prevail band. Uh, check them out on the, on the YouTube. Uh, we talk about these guys, but what are we doing, right? Why do we talk about it? Because they are all in the amazing Slack chat. They are all Patreon donors. They are part of the Patreon crew. Join the Patreon crew. Support the show. We appreciate all you folks who do that. It's patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast coming to you from the Wisco Boiler Studios. <laughs> all right. Uh, the thing you get is you get access to the Slack, and that's 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 the big deal. That's the best part of the, the thing. It's the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. I am going to do a quote actually out of the chat later on in the, in the broadcast because somebody just nailed the Taylor Decker situation, and I want to quote that word for word because he's got every bit on that cap it's hit true the whole thing. intelligent lions discussion yeah yeah it's crazy we've got all kinds of other uh, chats in there now college football basketball baseball to keep things straight uh over 230 people in the chat hanging out chatting with good stuff so get in there as little as a dollar a month patreon.com 
slash Detroit Lions podcast. You get that, and we get the money that helps us keep this show rolling. So thank you all for being Patreon donors. We we really love you and appreciate it. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. On Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast. And on the Twitter machine, get us a follow. That's where all the, the breaking news from us happens. Everything gets broken on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see a drinking Riz with no pants. That's right. That's right. All right. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Please, please hit us up there and uh, subscribe and hit the bell. We appreciate you, subscribers. You really, really do help us out when you do that. So, uh, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast is our channel. There's a funny. Blendino video there at the beginning, but uh, give us a subscribe. It's, it's really appreciated. Uh, fantasy football, don't forget about that. The draft is this Sunday, September 6th, so do not want to miss that at all. Uh, what else do we got going on here, my friends? Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, all the places you find your uh, your podcast. Give us a five-star rating if you would. We appreciate those. Those ratings are forever. They last forever, so we appreciate the five stars. If you want to give us something less than that, go over to the subreddit. We are there every week, top of the subreddit. We are stickied Give us a comment in there, and we will be happy to talk it through with you and get it. make it all better. We'll make it all better for you. Lastly, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Let's kick this off and break it down. Check how I did it that time. The video is a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing the the video side. We'll never take away from our friends in the audio part because we started out as an audio and we've got all the support from our podcast listeners. But the YouTube show really does add a whole new dimension, doesn't it? <laughs> it it's it's definitely more. It, it's much more engaged and. Um, I don't know if it's user friendly is the right word, but it's certainly more interactive. It feels more engaging to me. Accessible, I don't know. right? I, I like being on camera, so maybe that that's part of it. Well, with hair like that, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> I had perfect. I had perfect hair last night. It's not there today. I'm sorry about that's that good, for you folks that are watching. I hit it. I'm just telling you. All right, let's <laughs> from hitting stuff. Let's go to hitting pay dirt. See what I did there? Taylor Decker. Segway. Look at that. (laughs) Taylor Decker hits pay dirt. Six years, $85 million. Holy cow. He's overpaid. He's terrible. He's a failure at left tackle. Oh, my God. Case, whoever's here with me today, what is this going to do to our salary cap? Is this an abject (laughs) failure from Bob Quinn? Should we fire him and Matt Patricia today and just start over? Oh my! You know, you know, I am very honestly grateful that I did not hear any of that at all from from hardly any Lions fans. Even the Facebook comments, which is normally like the dearth of my existence, it makes me want to crawl into a hole and and have dirt thrown on top of me. They they were surprisingly supportive of it. They're like, you know what? All right, it would cost that much to replace him for somebody who's that good. It's it's market value, yeah. uh, and I think it is one of those deals. And and the, I, I am in agreement with the universal chorus here. It's a fair market value for both sides. Both sides gained good things out of it without, for Decker, it doesn't raise the expectations too much. It, it's commensurate with the skill level that he's at. He is a top eight to 12 offensive tackle, left tackle in the league. That's what he's being paid. He's a little bit above that now, but in nine months, he will be 10th to 12th on the, the salary ladder, which is right where he belongs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The way it's structured, it freed up cap room for this year. There's an out after the 2022 season, which is very interesting to me. 
uh, because that's that's sort of staged where that could be the time when Stafford could also be going. And if they're looking to re- reshape things around or do the whole Jacksonville thing and just sell off everybody that, that they could get out of it then and, and come out fairly clean. But they have locked up their starting left tackle, who's a good one. He's not he's not he's not a pro bowler, but he's he's in that next tier. Yep. He's better than Jeff Backus was for a long time in that sort of stable role. He's better than Riley Reef, who they let go to to Minnesota, and Minnesota almost had a cut. We'll yep. talk about that in a little bit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's a it's a very good deal from from all around. I I don't see any real reason for anybody to complain, other than maybe you just really don't like Taylor Decker because he went to Ohio State and you're a Michigan fan. Ooh, and, and there are people that are like that. And he's got that tattoo that you can't rub off, right? I'll talk he's about. Got, he's got a lot of tattoos. He's got the one Ohio State one, right? That always reminds me. Oh, you can't like him too much. But <laughs> sometimes kids make poor decisions. That's all. Uh, no, I want to. I want to. I want to hit Ash's take on this in the, from the, the the Slack chat because this is this is one of the best takes I've seen somebody write down on the Decker piece. And he such, Ash is such a, a, a smart cat and does a good job. He's part of the chat. Like I said, you can join patreoncom slash. Great Lines podcast. It's a great place to see this stuff. I'm not going to give it away all the time. This is this is, this is a, like a, a unicorn. A little here. bonus. A yeah, little, little yeah. tease. Teaser. <laughs> so let me get into Ash's thing here. Let's see how I can read today. I've got a little bit of caffeine flowing through my, my blood because I had a, a big ending to the day. You have to read it in Canadian because Ash is, in fact, Canadian. I'll try. I'll try. I don't, I don't want to take his culture away, but we'll see. Um, man, no, I can't do it. Man, seeing so much Decker hate everywhere. Eh? How was that? I added that. Uh, dude has had a couple of bad days in his career. An above average left tackle in the league is one of the hardest things to replace outside of a quarterback. Your options are spending a first round pick for a 50 50 shot at getting what you already had a year or two ago, trading a high pick for someone's discipline problem, or free agency for a guy that'll be washed in a couple of seasons. This is a good deal at a fair price. The six-year voidable leads me to believe there are appropriate salary caps shenanigans within as well. Shenanigans is truly a, a Canadian theft from in uh, Ireland, but I'll take it. Um, the only reason for it to be there is to defer the signing bonus cap hit into year six. That's exactly right. But the CBA says it only defers over the first five years of the deal. So here's an example of the possible shenanigans. This is where it gets so great. $10 million signing bonus this year, $1 million salary, $3 million cap hit for savings of $7 million, but the player makes an additional $1 million over what he would have made. Next year, a salary of, say, $11 mil. but if Decker's on the roster the third day of the league year, $10 mil turns into a signing bonus for a new five-year deal with identical terms to the rest of this deal. Total cap hit next year is $5 million, two from the original deal signing bonus, Bonus, two from the new one, and one for the salary. Player makes $22 million in two years. Team takes a total cap, kit, total cap hit of $8 million. Win, win. How freaking great was that breakdown? That, that's awesome. Yeah. And that is some cap shenanigans. That's some, uh, some next-level you know, creative accounting, um, fuzzy math, yeah. for those of you who are a little older. I'm just telling you, uh, everything I'm seeing from Quinn and – and, you know, we talk about Patricia, we talked about him last week, about the ability to self-scout and improve and really, truly read himself. Everything I'm seeing from both of these this guys this year shows a heck of an upsurge in trajectory and them being able to do their job at an, at an elite level. I mean, just across across the board, what they're doing has they impressed the They seem secure in what they're doing, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They seem like they're not caught, they're not taken aback by their team. And I think some of that is the fact that we, we've talked about they, they got rid of the guys who weren't their quote unquote guys, they realize that Decker is one of them 
and uh, they're they're going out of their way to make it work. And uh, make no mistake, Decker could get he could have gotten more than that. Yeah, um, not a lot more, but he could have he could have held out for more if he really wanted to. He wanted to be in Detroit. He made that very clear in his press conference uh, the day after that he signed. So, mm-hmm. you know. He seems to to be fully bought in. He wants to retire a lion. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and they're well on their way to, to at least getting him through his functional years. Uh, when he's going to be done with this contract, I think he will be thirty one. Yeah, uh, that's uh, at, at and that's the point where you start reevaluating. Hey, do I really want to be paying this guy? You know, sixteen million a year, and do I want to be playing football at that point? Right. right. I mean, I mean, at, at that age, you know, you're like, hey, maybe I'm, I made enough money and I'm good. Right. It's that's a good point for both to reassess what what their goals are at that point. I, I, I really like this and uh, I like what I'm seeing out of these guys. And it's I, I'm feeling a little bit like the 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 cornerback. We talked about this early in um, in Patricia's tenure here that, you know, you've got a rookie head coach. He's never head coached before. He's coming in with a couple things that were a little, you know, a little messed up from, you know, pri- previous administrations and so on. But uh, the bottom line is, is his stuff's in place. You see a cornerback, even Jeffrey Okuda, Jeff Okuda, do, what do you expect out of him in the first year? He may sit in the bench at the start of the season. That's that's what's out there right now. He may be sitting on the bench, even though he's your first pick of the, the draft this year. Um, you don't, you typically expect a superstar uh, league breaking cornerback to uh, to emerge in the first year of their contract. It's the same thing with a rookie head coach. It takes time for them to fall into the role and feel it. You're in the real. You're in, we're in year three now, and I think we're starting to see uh, Patricia get his legs under him in a way that is is. Had we thrown him away after last year? Uh, I, I, I like again. You, you, the opportunity cost would have been huge. Could you imagine going into this season with a new regime oh, with the? The holdover players that are here, so many of them are tailored specifically, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to exactly what Patricia wants. Yeah. Uh, that would have been horrifying, yeah. <laughs> quite honestly, to try and install a new defense in this offseason. Um, there are a couple of teams that are doing that, and they are going to fail miserably. I'll yep. tell you that right now. Yep. Um, if you're if you're looking around the league, who has new defensive coordinators that are changing schemes from 4-3 to 3-4 or vice versa? They're going to suck, folks. Yep, yep. <laughs> we got kind of the best trajectory out of the worst year pos- possible it's it's just something i think that, that's a good way to put it. it it's still not the best we would all like things to be better but man they're they are maximizing what they can do and uh as you know i've been a little more skeptical than most people um about about you know what's going on with the team about the the total talent level how it will compete and everything I'm really impressed with how well this team has come together as a team. And that, that goes back to what we saw last week with the social, social ugh, easy for me to say social justice that they came together with, where Decker was a key part of that. Mm-hmm. That's not something that would have happened in the past under Patricia. And we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And that, that I think that's a great angle with it is that, you know, it shows that they're together. It shows that they are a team. This is not a collection of players who are thrown together, you know, trying to get together and, and learn on the fly. And I see that around the league. I see that. Look at the New York Jets as an example. Look at the Jaguars, for God's sakes. There's a, there's a feeling that all these guys are in it together. They got one another's back and they care. And that has not been true in the Patricia era. That's why some guys are gone now. And think this about- team feels like a real team. It's got to, to go to basketball is because we're all watching basketball, apparently, because the ratings are through the roof. <laughs> it's like the, the old Spurs teams with, with Tim Duncan and, and, you know, Manu Ginobili and, and Bob Ori. Everybody knew their role. Everybody knew their place. They all knew that they were collectively better than the sum of their parts 
because they bought into what their coaches were telling them and they bought into one another in that belief. I don't know if that's going to happen for the Lions, but I'll say this. They're a lot closer to that happening than they have been in a very long time, probably as long as I can remember being around the team. So I will tell you what I see. It's fun. I see a group of men growing up together. The coaches, yeah. the players, you've got a lot of young guys in this team, and there's a bond and that you see you see in championship teams. Right. As you as you talked about, teams that win are are do your job teams, but there's there's a different kind of affirmation between you know, you, the coaches you saw and with, players. With San right Francisco now. San Francisco last year is a great example yeah. of that. Yep. They had a lot of guys that hadn't necessarily performed as well as they should have over the courses of their young careers. And then it all clicked together at the same time for him. And look and look at what happened. They darn near won that thing. Sean McVay before that, right? I mean, the team yeah, clicked around him, a young coach, right, coming yeah. up and doing that. And and I think they were kind of short term games, um, short term kind of situations, right? Both of them. I mean, we'll see how San Francisco does but, this year, but it's would, not. Gonna would be. you, as a Lions fan, take a, a one year spike to a Super Bowl? Oh, I think they would. I think I would. But I, I would. But I don't think even that's if they lose, I'm, I'm I'm all for it, man. I don't think that's where, what we built. That? And that's that's what I think these first couple of years were about. Not building a one year wonder, building a team and a system. So now you watch these guys grow up together, and all of a sudden the coach has the respect of an established coach, say four or five years in, as they start to threaten the Super Bowl or maybe have that one year spike in there, right? But then as you bring new guys in, that respect is there for that coach already. He's built it. There's a relationship with the team that's there. That's the kind of thing that carries on teams over a long period of success. And that's what I see being built or that could be built out of this right now. Could it be the one-year spike? Absolutely. Could it be long-term? Absolutely. This team, again, you look at Taylor Decker's contract and how it worked out and how everybody walked away happy. Everybody got what they wanted. That's the kind of thing you look for at a team that can build long-term uh, quality. And it's different than Belichick. You know, Belichick just threw things away like like they were trash, right? I mean, that's just like players were whatever they were in the moment, and then we didn't need them, and they scrambled it all up. I don't get a sense that that's quite how this team works. They're not gonna they're not gonna hold no, on that, to guys that's forever. Not, that's not but, the way Patricia is, right, and we've right. seen that now. And he was that guy the first year, mm-hmm. and he realized that that wasn't working to his credit. And 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 we certainly saw it down in Mobile the way he was he was interacting with the Lions players who were there, the other coaches, but specifically the young players that were there. He enjoys being around them. He made it. He made it clear that I, I, there were some of the guys that he really, really liked, and it was obvious. Yep. And the players felt that that didn't happen his first year in Detroit. That that is a that is a very conscious change on his part to to be more of who Matt Patricia is instead of who he thought he needed to be. And that's you know being yourself, man. That there's. You can go a long way with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If as long as you're not a jerk. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, look at look at look at the individuals like you know the the, the sort of Maver- like um, Sean Payton has always done his own thing. He's he's from that descendant tree too. Yep. He's always been able to be who Sean Payton wanted to be. He never hit that. Pete Carroll is like that. The players love Pete Carroll because he's intensely competitive, um, and he's he's a little bit crazy, and they like that. He doesn't hide it. He doesn't. He's not. He's not trying to hide behind this veneer or anything. It, you know, it, he is who he is. And I think we're seeing that with Patricia now. That's comfort in himself. It's comfort in, in knowing that the people around him are people who will accept that too. Yeah. And I, I it, that 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 goes in hand with why we have Quinn Trisha, why they're so intricately tied together. Because you know, Quinn understands that too. That it's important. And uh, I, and I really, I God, I just really hope it works because I I do like what I'm seeing from the coach and the general manager and the cohesion and the, the kumbaya and we're all going to, you know, dance around the campfire and, and, and sing victory songs and stuff like that. 
I want that. Yep. Um, we'll see the we'll, we'll talk the about player, the players, the players still has to come through. <laughs> yeah, they do. But we'll talk we'll talk about some of their fire here in a little bit as well. Uh, I want to I want to really quick out of the chat. Um, here, Magani, he's great, great, great dude, longtime friend of the show. Um, he, he, he in one of his comments, he says, uh, "I have a feeling that Marvin Jones may be traded midseason. If they're not going to draft him, or if they're not going to sign him, they could probably get some def- decent draft value." I'm going to come up with an opinion, and you can tell me that I'm nuts here, Riz. I don't think they will. For two reasons. One, as good as they are in a lot of points at wide receiver, they're not Marvin Jones good, and they need no. him this year 100%. I would be more believer, more of a believer that Kenny Galladay got traded than Marvin Jones this year. I know people love Galladay. I love him too. He's, he's a great player. I just um, Riz pointed out a lot of things in his rewatch that I saw where – he could grow out of him. He he could he could certainly be that stud that everybody believes he is, and I'm not going to say he's not. That's not at all what I saw. But um, much like people hate on Decker more than Decker deserves, I think people love the general consensus on Galladay's a little higher than maybe he's earned. All right, you can tell me, and I'm I'm an idiot, Riz. I think if Galladay does not have a contract extension by next Sunday, uh, which that's what that's thirteenth, the thirteenth, yep. if he's not signed by week one. Yes, he's much more likely to be traded than Marvin Jones is because that would be an indication that they're either going to have to franchise tag him um, or they're just not interested in paying what he thinks his market value is. And that's what happened with Golden Tate. They loved Golden Tate, and he was a very proud contributor to the team, and he wanted to stay, but he wanted to get paid more. And the Lions had a firm figure in mind of how much he was worth to them, how much cap resources they could you know, dedicate to him. If Galladay wants to be paid twenty million dollars a year, he ain't getting that in he's Detroit. Somewhere else, yeah, yeah. And 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 if if he's going to hold to that, and I don't, I don't know. I'm just making that that number out of air. I don't know if that, that that's what he's asking for at all. If if that's how he wants to be paid, he's not going to be in Detroit, and nor should the Lions pay that much for him. That's that's Julio Jones' money. He's not Julio Jones. Would he? Would it be great if he could, you know, step up another year and and take that proverbial next step? Yeah, that'd be great. But he is not he's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not Julio Jones. He's not AJ Green. He's not Larry Fitzgerald. And um, the argument and it, it came in, Mike, love you to death, brother. Um Gale is hands and no injury history. Love him. Staff doesn't mind throwing into tight windows. But boy, wouldn't it be great for Stafford to have a target that didn't need tight windows? <laughs> wouldn't that be great for a guy that could get separation and create situations nice. where oh I and, have, and I again, an as, as our friend Chris Robbins points out in the chat all the time. Galladay, the lowest separation rate of any wide receiver on any team last year. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to justify paying top $5 for that. Did he produce? Hell yeah, he did. Um, I think, when he didn't, especially, he didn't, especially if this seems off to a slow start and he's not signed, I, I do think you're right. I think he would probably be, because he he will bring back, because there will be teams that will covet him, yeah. um, especially a team that, that's looking for a wide receiver that's making a playoff run. Um, that, that might need it. Um, the, New England would be an example of yeah, that yeah. Um, because they're, they're certainly poor at wide receiver and they could still be in the playoff picture. Uh, that, that That's the type of thing. I hope we don't come to that. I don't think Marvin Jones will be here in 2021. I hope that he rides off into the sunset after a, a victorious 2020. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be in a position where if he wants to keep playing, he's going to want to get one more big payday. And again, I don't think that's coming in Detroit. That, that's, think, that's, that's going into the future. Yeah. Now, if this team is one and four um, and 
if Stafford's hurt, I, I can see both of them being sold, or certainly Jones being sold off. I can see him asking to be sold off. <laughs> if they're ten and six, I can see guys wanting to stay too because they love it here yes. and they love their coaches and they love the staff. I, that 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 brings a lot. That that saves you money, right? The yeah. the the Patriots used to save money because they were winners all the time, right? You can That's get guys exactly a heck right. of a lot cheaper when you're going to win a Super Bowl one every every other year. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, Mike, the question: If they can scheme him open, they've tried. They they just he's just not getting the separation. It's just that's not that's not what he does. Yep. You know, he's he is not fast off the line. He's not quick laterally. He wins vertically, not not horizontally, not with precision. He wins with power and and skying ability. Yeah. He made uh, his money and, in, in in Illinois. It was in Northern really Illinois State, right? Where he went Northern North, Illinois. Northern Illinois. He he did not get open in the MAC. I saw him in person. I was I was actually on the sideline when they played Western Michigan. I'm like, yeah, you know, he makes fantastic catches, but dude, but that's he wasn't it. getting open in that's the MAC. That's how he made his money. He made fantastic right. catches. He's from really bad really good at what he does, but what he does, I think you saw the the what's the word I'm looking for here? The maximum that it could possibly be last year. I'm not sure that he's going to be able to replicate that again, uh, and I don't think he can take it any higher. Maybe, maybe, maybe he will suddenly, you know, develop, you know, working on ladder drills all the time, and his footwork is suddenly sharper and crisper. And maybe he, you know, loses a little bit of a mass, and it makes him a little bit quicker. But he—that's just not who he is. He's yeah. not—he's not that precise route runner. That's he that's made his he money is. in college catching. Horrible passes from bad quarterbacks, and he was amazing at it. Absolutely, his senior amazing. year they had four different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last year the Lions had three. He was really good. He was really good with Blau. Honestly, yeah, um, he he picked it up, and that's one of the reasons why I am encouraged about him was because he did play really well after Marvin went out. He realized that he needed to step up his game, and he did. Uh, and if that Galladay can come back and and be that guy again. Then yes, he he will be able to take it up or at least maintain what he did last year, and that would be great for the Lions because uh, they're the long term at wide receiver. They're they're in some holes, but uh, if it, this could all be moved by the time you listen to this, he could have an extension done. Yeah, and and, and, <laughs> um, and you'll that, see that that's been indicated to several of us in the in the media uh, that that it's being downplayed in, in certain avenues, but it sounds like from what we a lot of us have heard behind the scenes. It's close. Yep. Uh, fingers crossed on that because yep. I would like to see him locked up. Would love him um, here for a long time. Keep keep number nineteen here for another you know four or five years with Decker. Yeah, um, that that that's building around your own draft classes. That's exactly how good teams are successful. Yep, hundred percent. All right, really quick, I have to talk about fantasy football. We only have three positions left. Draft is this Sunday, the sixth. Get in. Are there Champions League positions? That's where the big money's at. Get in here. Over my head. Yeah. It's a <laughs> noon Eastern time draft on Sunday. Check your spam filters if you're already in because everybody's gotten an email. And uh, if, you're, if you didn't, if you're having problems, email dlpfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Let uh, our man Ash, who had that great comment, he's commissioning this year. Again, uh, let him know that you didn't get your email if you've already signed up. But uh, you should have all your stuff. There's a couple of folks that haven't. You know, uh, entered the the league yet? So get your stuff together. September sixth at noon Eastern is the draft. There are three spots left in all the leagues. I really want to say thank you to everybody who's joined up. Um, it was you know it was a COVID year. It was a crazy year, and you guys really came through for us. It's like I said, is our our biggest fundraiser. So we appreciate everyone. If you want to get in, um, the league that has openings is playing against Case. 
you will be playing against Case. So it's a fun league to get in. He's fun to give a hard time to. Um, he yes, will yes. likely, when he's doing football, be under the influence. So that's a lot of fun on its own. Um, head on over to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com and click on the uh, Champions League. Get in there. Three spots left only. So there you go. All right. Um, Nick Bodden, injured, injured reserve again, and it just might have cost him the big game. We've got a second, second time in three years he's gone on IR before the season starts. A lot of love, a lot of hope for him when he came in. A lot of people yep. saw a lot of possibility and big things, but we've got Mr. Kabinda coming in looking like he's going to take that role. And I, I will I will credit uh, my Lions Wire colleague Eric Schlitt and Ben Raven from M Life who have both consistently trumpeted that Kabinda at about day three was as good at blocking and run blocking, clearing out holes and finding the hole and, and locking on as Bowden was when he played it his whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that says a little bit about both guys there. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that they're finding a spot for Jason Cabinda. He's a really good guy. He's a good human being off yeah. the field. You like to see guys like that succeed, and he wasn't going to make it at linebacker. So uh, I, it's sad that, that Bowden is going to wash out. He's, he's going to be, you know, he's on IR the odds of him coming back after this year are not good. Uh, in fact, it could be one of those cases. If if he thinks he can wind up somewhere else, he will ask the Lions to waive him off of IR uh, so he can sign on somewhere else. That I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, I think he understands that they weren't all that thrilled with how well he played last year. Anyways, he did not play all that well. He was a tip-off because he's worthless in the passing game. He was a tip-off that they're going to run the ball when he came yeah. into the game. Yeah. As soon as he was lined up there, that – Safety crawled up into the box. They brought an extra linebacker onto the field. It was a dead tell that they were going to run the ball, and he is not a good enough blocker to make that happen. Mm. I I don't know if Kabinda can catch. He did play. He was a he was a wing back uh, in a in a wing T offense in high school. So I assume he at least has has some ability to catch the ball. Right. I, I, I haven't seen Won't it. That but. be something to see him marching across a goal line. Oh my God! Just, just boom, 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 he, boom, boom, he's boom, boom, a he's like a he's a thickly built dude too yes, he uh, he's you know oh my god it, of... it is sir mix a lot booty thick <laughs> you're quick with that i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm excited for for Kaminda. um it, it sucks to see bowden go out but again i i'm not sure that the they certainly didn't get worse at the yeah. position um i was a little disappointed that isaac nauda didn't move i know that they tried him for a couple of days as, as sort of that h-back move fullback type thing Every account that I heard uh, was that it didn't take. And right. that's, that's a little disappointing. That that could mean that he's another draft pick that could be on the way out. Yep. Uh, but, but yeah, Bowden, see you, dude. Sorry. Yeah, hey, thanks. Thanks for, th- thanks for trying, man. Yeah, thanks. We, 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 we got nothing but love for you, but uh, it's, it's probably done in Detroit. Um, over under on puns on the Penasini fantasy football team names. Oh, uh, dear Lord. For the record, I'm Penasini Penasaudi. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Oh, um, Chris. oh. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, that's the only joke I've made with his name all ever since the pick. I, I mean, I, I respect him for everything he's done. I hate to hate to do it, but fantasy is the place where all bets. I are haven't. Off. I all haven't actually renamed my team yet. I, I just have a generic one up there. Um, I will no longer be Darius Slayer. Um, so <laughs> I got to find something new. That'll be year. helpful. That'll be helpful. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's see. Let's uh, kick on to uh, – let's talk about the, some of the c- potential surprise cuts 
uh, coming yeah. up here as we have cut downs coming very, very, very shortly. Saturday Saturday at 4 o'clock, they have to be down to 53 people. Yes. And 77, 78 right now. And the, the quote from um, Coach Patricia today was, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Something like that. Uh, I get it, man. I've watched enough hard knocks, which, by the way, is, is good this year considering the situation. I've actually enjoyed it. It's it's different for sure, but I've 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 enjoyed the show. Maybe it's because they f- I get to see my house every now and then when they do the flyovers. But uh, <laughs> my old house. Um, no, no, it's I've I've enjoyed it a good I, so deal. So I, I, well, I, I caught hard. a little bit about where um, uh, Pep Hamilton was talking to <laughs> Justin Herbert. And my thought was Pep Hamilton has ruined a lot better quarterbacks than Justin Herbert. <laughs> I hope he's ignoring him. <laughs> that's like the only scene that I've seen. So I mean, I, and, and him telling Herbert that he's slow. Yeah. Um, that's a great way to build up a guy's confidence. Yeah. My God, that guy cannot coach. Oh, my God. I will tell you, Herbert. Oh. Now, again, this was no pads when everyone looks good. But he had some throws that were really impressive. I was like, okay. Oh, he, wow. he can sling it. Wow. Wow. He's yep. got he's got the brain and weeding disease, though. If you get pressure on him, oh my God. <laughs> no, I just hit my hand. You shouldn't squeal. <laughs> it's not no. very becoming. All right. So let's talk about the Lions. Uh let's talk a little bit. Cut day. That's what I was alluding to <laughs> yeah. hard knocks on. Yeah, so it's I, so I hard to watch. Them, it's so possible tough. Cuts. One of the possible cuts is Isaac Nauta. Yeah. Um now they don't really have a fourth tight end because Hunter Bryant is hurt. Uh, I would expect him to be put on IR soon, very soon, but if wait, not already. I think the the Bears are carrying six tight ends at this point. What's why? Why would we not uh, carry four? <laughs> oh, because we. Oh man, can I? Can we stay on the tight end for a second? Sure. This is yeah, this absolutely. is this wasn't on our little syllabus beforehand. Jesse James came out today and said, "I sucked last year." I'm proud of him for saying. I'm proud of him for acknowledging that he didn't play well. Now, that wow. gives me hope that there's some self-awareness here that he's going to try to do better this year. Because I have dogged him hard, and I think he deserves it. Because he was awful last year. He that, was stealing money from the Lions last year. That, he, he deserves so much credit for that, that though. He deserves so much credit. Because there's guys that know they're doing terrible or did terrible, and they still won't admit it. They won't just own it, right? And and yes. and, 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 and like, that's a... Uh, David Njoku. Right? And there was a couple times he would say something or allude to it, but he never meant it. You know what I mean? That was just part yeah, of the game for yeah. him. He didn't. He never meant it. That's really good to hear that Jesse did that because we felt like his, his, his ceiling is so much more. His floor even seemed higher than what we got from him last year. You know what I mean? Yes. This was not last Jesse year James on the he field. Was, he was a much different, better player. I hope, I hope that he gets back to being that. I'm not. That's really I, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that he acknowledged it, and, and I don't want him cut or pilloried anymore. I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. So, and and this is you know Jordan asks in the in the chat he's late but didn't not have fullback skills does Kabinda impact him? There's your answer right there. He could be very easily impacted by uh, the move here. Kabinda is the number one right now, right? He he is yes, the guy uh, at fullback by by all accounts. Um, and I heard um, I heard both Mikey and uh, Raven say it today that Jason Kabinda will be the starting fullback for the team. Yep. Um, and he will be that. He's on he's on Chris Burke's projection. As the fullback, he's on Eric Schlitz's projection as it. He's on Reisman's prediction at it at, at Pride of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, the guys who are there all see it, so yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with them on that. I want to tell you something else. I'm going to go back because Hodges just clicked something in my brain in the uh, in the uh, chat. He said, "I like that." You know, Jesse James is invested. 
Here's a guy who knows he's not yeah. going anywhere because the cap hit is a mess. He didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a little taste right. of a guy who's bought in and knows he needs to bring it. I don't know. That's this is that really makes me feel good, Riz. Thanks for sharing that. I'm, I'm that. It, it made me feel good when I read it. And, and at first, I'm like, you know, because I, I I can tend to be a little snarky. I'm like, yeah, well, don't know shit, dude. You were, um, but the, the the self awareness that he was able to come out and say yeah. that, and he didn't need to. I, didn't I even, like it. Yeah, I like. He didn't. He no. He didn't. He wasn't being led down that road right. by the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm I'm pleased and I'm a little more optimistic about the tight end position. They they still there's only two of them. Um, Matt Sokol probably not going to make it. Um, as much mm-hmm. as I like the kid, mm-hmm. uh, he probably doesn't. I still think the number. Th- this is my my bold rust prediction. This is this is foreshadowing an article that will come out tomorrow on, on Lions Wire. Uh, the third tight end. I don't think he's on the roster right now. Uh, I think they're going to wind up getting somebody who gets from cut from somewhere else or traded from somewhere else. So from Chicago, you think Chicago will pick up Nada? <laughs> Sorry, probably their tight end situation they, is just a laughable, right? It's just like they don't play. have any tight ends that are good either. No, they That's got the six thing. of them Jimmy, on the roster though. <laughs> Jimmy Graham sucked last year. He was yeah. awful. We yeah. saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He, he's uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Any, so, anyone else so, that so, might surprise us out of there? Out of the uh, out of the cut range here. I don't think Bo Scarborough's making the team. There is a log jam. He's hurt. They're not gonna. They're not gonna IR Swift. Um, even though he's probably. This is another thing that has come out in the last couple of days from a lot of the guys who have been in Allen Park every day. Is that DeAndre Swift do not expect much from him the first couple of weeks, anyways, because mm-hmm. he has missed two and a half weeks of practice. He was back in limited capacity the last couple of days, but uh, he has missed a lot of the install. Uh, don't expect, and and this, this is me talking, reading from what I have heard from them and how I know these guys and how they talk. I think Ty Johnson will get more action over the first couple of weeks than DeAndre Swift does. So if you're They're playing fantasy, you really don't want Swift. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and Ty Johnson, by the way, has been great. Uh, and that's another reason why you can get rid of Bo Scarborough, who is hurt. Uh, they brought in Jonathan Williams to to sort of share that role, mm-hmm. and everything I've heard about Williams is that he's really really good, but he fumbles all the time, and that's, yeah. that, that ain't gonna fly. Um, so that gives so Huntley you're basically choosing. So you're choosing here. You got to do a little math. Yeah, they can't keep Huntley and um, Scarborough and Ty Johnson. They can't keep all three of them. Right. If they want to keep Huntley, they got to get rid of Scarborough because they're not getting rid of Ty Johnson. So they're, you know, and, and carry on and going anywhere. Swift didn't going anywhere. That they that that's what it is. Um, if you don't think that that Huntley is worthy of baking on the team, that's fine. Then Scarborough can get in. But if you're putting Bo Scarborough on the team, you're not putting Huntley on the team because he is not winning the return job. That's that's Jamal Agnew's. Jamal Agnew apparently showing out at wide receiver. Yeah. And, by the, by the, that's, a, that's a very good thing, by the way. Yeah. Kabinda and that, Agnew, the two that you never thought. I mean, like, I know. Right? Weeks who, ago. Who, who did here. I hate last year more than any two players on the Lions? Right. Jamal Agnew and Jesse James. They yeah. both come out and impress the hell out of me. So, you know, that's uh, that's how my life goes, Chris. But Kabinda uh, and, and Agnew. Oh, I'm not doing it on the other side of the ball? Oh, no problem. I'll just switch sides. That's okay. I'm good. Where do where you want me to play, coach? <laughs> <laughs> They're falling those are, out. Th- those That's, are football players right there. Those I are love, athletes. I like that mentality. Woof, I like it. Love that. Yeah. That's yeah. really something. So, so there, there's you, you got to do a little bit of math there um, that, you know, one of those two isn't going to make it. I'll, I'll save you some math on the uh, Huntley thing. I picked him yeah. as a in the Dynasty League as a long-term 
player. Someone I'm sitting yeah, that, on, on that's my where bench he for a needs long to, time. That's where you need to. That's your long play. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He'll be. He'll see some field time this year. He'll see a little bit this year. If he sees too much, you know something's really gone south for the team. But he's going to see a little bit of yeah. team, a little bit of time. And I think he's a guy that in the next year or two you're going to see a lot, a lot of come out of. I hope so, right? Because his tape is from New Mexico is. New Mexico State, right? Is yeah, New Mexico State is outrageous. It's outrageous. This guy is is crazy good. You know, one one of, one of the national draft guys compared him to Tariq Cohen. If we're going to stay on Bears for a second, yeah. If we get that out of a was it fifth round pick? Yep. Hell yeah, man. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. I'm down. I'm I'm all the way down downtown yeah all right so there you go we got that going on uh any others that you want to hit hit on um i don't think that both mike ford and d virgin make the team and actually um schlitt had them both out yep i think one of them makes it because they're they are the two two of the three best special teams players on the team a d virgin never should be on the field on defense though so i think that might wipe him out ford at least you see something he's he's fast as hell he tries hard um, he he has some awareness. Um, he plays really well against Chicago. So if even if it's just twice a year, you put him in, he he'll pick off Mitch a couple times. We're good. Yeah. Uh, one of them won't make it. So that's that's change. And and again, that's that's Oruwari moving up the depth chart. That's yeah. that's Trufant coming in. That's Coleman being secure. That's Okuda coming in. You're looking at your sixth cornerback there, um, fifth or sixth. Then that. So so one of them will be out. Linebacker. Uh, earlier in Can I camp, stay in the corner really quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oruwariye making his way up the, the depth chart makes me feel so darn good. I This is a guy, I'm telling you, last year I told you, he's a kid that I think has a lot in the tank and can really ball out, yep. and he's grown. He has grown, and the the coach gave him a huge vote of confidence this year, and um, well, that's when the whole talk about Okuda possibly sitting the first couple of games out and Oruwariye being on the field. Right, it's like yes, this is for him to be ready ahead of yes. Jeff Okuda is just huge news, right? Huge, and, and that huge that is news. not bad news for Okuda. It means that they don't have to throw him in, and you know we all remember Darius Slay as a rookie. Yep. it was awful, and Darius, to Got his benched. credit, has admitted that it was not a good year. He he just needed to he needed to chill a little, to put it in his words. Yeah, got benched uh, by uh, by uh, Schwartz. Right, I mean that's the yeah, one, that's he, the thing I'll and never. And he deserved ever to be benched. Yeah. Oh, he, he was just, terrible. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I I remember the, he gave up a touch. He blew a coverage in the Arizona game, and DeAndre Levy went over and like, you know, shoved him like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and, and and that was when Levy was actually still good before the sloth bit him. Right, and, right. You know, that's next thing you know, Slay's pushing him around. Yeah, no, yeah, it, yes. it's great. And the other thing about um, that kind of depth at cornerback. To have those kind of players is really yeah. huge because those guys get dinged up. We see it year after year after year. They're super, super athletic. And you're looking you're at a guy in, in every ounce of that athleticism, right? And yeah. and they yeah. get hurt. They get hurt. And to be able to put a guy in there that doesn't have to play dinged up while the other guy heals is is just a it's a treasure. It's a treasure. It's it's so nice to have three guys who can play outside corner for you. God, that's. <laughs> that's that's a luxury right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and you know, I, I liked Oruarier in the draft process. He played pretty well last year. There are things he definitely needs to clean up. He's got to locate the ball better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's again something that can be coached up. More experience will help him on that. Yep. Uh and and it again if if it keeps Okuda from having to play, you know, ninety percent of the snaps if he only has to play seventy percent of the snaps or even fifty percent of the snaps until he gets his feet wet mm-hmm. and they're not they don't have to have him be 
oh my God, this is the number three player in the draft. He's, he's the third best player as a rookie. Right. No, that that's that's not the way it works. And it, it if it doesn't have to work that way, that that's great news for the Lions. Yep, absolutely. All right. Sorry, you, have, I didn't you, mean- have, you have to give your tip of the cap to Trufant a little bit. Everybody has said that he's looked really well too, and that's uh, even more. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I was down on him, but I, I thought that people were elevating him up a little bit too high. I think now that he's settled in where he's at, and I think people realize that, okay, he, he's not a superstar, but he can be, he can be what Rasheen Mathis used to be. Yeah, and it kind of if if he gets if we get a year out of out of Trufant the way that we got out of Rasheen Mathis when he came in, that hell yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Give me that. Are you kidding me? All right, so um, I didn't want to turn you around and make you go back to cornerbacks, but I just wanted to hit Oruwariye that way. I I love. You're saying it's so much better. Thanks. Uh, I just I just love this guy. Um, Oh, and by the way, we talked about uh, Hank Freely last week. We're in touch. We're we're working that out, guys. We're we're getting there soon. Um, He's he's a gem. Gem. Okay, move on. Move on. Whisper time. Sorry, sorry. Move on, my friend. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you? Who else was you? You were going to go linebackers? I think. Uh, linebackers, no. you know, I uh, I think one guy who was on the bubble at the beginning of camp and played his way off of it and onto the roster, i got to make sure I say that right, is Jalen Reeves-Maben. Uh, he, he's looked really good, and he will stick. Uh, and there were some questions as to him. Miles Killebrew is number 53, number 54 on yeah. everybody's list, and I will tell you, I don't know if he's staying or not. Mm. My guess would be that he probably does not make the team um, and we will talk about him next in the practice squad rules because one of the reasons why he might not make the team is because he's newly eligible for the practice squad and he wouldn't have been normally. <laughs> um, all right. No, no, that's good. That's good. All right. Um, I had some, but I lost it. Sorry. I've got something for this. I was, I, I was, I was producing instead tech, of, and I couldn't remain, control. remain my thinking going all right uh let's talk so our surprise cuts there you go some uh some looks at the roster anybody else you want to ping before we uh, move on to the next topic mr brisden um i i don't see any way that they're cutting david blau i know that seems to be a popular take that they're only going to keep two quarterbacks this season i think everybody's keeping three quarterbacks including the lions um and and by the way i i still think he's better than chase daniel that's just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chase Daniel's going to be my Jesse James this year. I'm going to whip on him mercilessly, even if he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I just need I need someone like that, and he seems. I mean, he's probably one of the few NFL players that I could actually kick their ass. So I'll, I'll go with him. Ooh, yeah, I'd like to see this. We're going to put a charity fight together. Get the uh, you want to do MMA or you want to do I've Foxy got like boxing? Eight <laughs> inches of reach on that dude. He has tiny arms, man. <laughs> you, you want to do Foxy boxing or, or MMA against him for the final? Uh, final oh, I match. can't do MMA, man. My my. All the various body parts of mine that don't work anymore. Um, I just need to throw. <laughs> See with the giant oversized slapper <laughs> gloves. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. All right, um, step on my bad toe and I'd be done. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really quick. Speaking of, you're in pain. Sometimes you need to make that pain go away. And how do you do it? Well with the lovable effects of CBD. Uh, it's legal in all 50 states. You can order it in the mail. Nobody's going to come and knock down your door or anything like that. has all the benefits that you would find from cannabis except the THC. So you keep your head. You can go to work. You can drive. You do all the things you need to do. Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Um, I don't have it handy here, but went through the LT. CBD cream that cream works great for muscle pains. Um, I'm, I'm into the 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 other one that that's their CBD the Diamond brand. 
Um, and I tell you, they they work. They feel about the exact same. The the LT version is a little bit more of a menthol, so it feels a little bit more like a the athletic style kind of sports cream kind of thing or whatever. But they both work just as well as each other. Less scent, almost unscented, but just a touch of menthol to the standard diamond. Uh, cream, their gummy bears, the oils, the whole thing. It's all good. Oh, I think I have some oils right here, actually. Yeah, I do. CBD oil. I make it in front of my face. That's where it comes Ooh, ooh yeah. it's in a dropper. Yeah. You just put like two drops under your tongue, and um, it's 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 like the flavors. There's nothing bad about it at all. Works absolutely great. If you need some help for sleep, I'm telling you, you want your uh, level four sleep, your deep sleep cycles, the regenerative sleep that you regenerate your brain and your your muscles. That's the way to do it. It'll extend those sleep cycles. Uh, it has worked great. I wake up, I'm groggy for a, you know about three minutes just because I woke up, and then I'm sharp on. I mean, but in the walk from my bedroom and doing the morning leak and over to my office to start work, it's I'm clear and ready to roll. But I'm super super rested. Um, it's great for muscle pains. For that, you got a little bit of anxiety. You want to take that edge off. It's amazing, and you don't get high. I know that's a downside for some people, but that's why it's legal. <laughs> that's why it's legal. It really the is. In this chair, would 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 be a little upset. About <laughs> it's really something. I I I am surprised. I'm new in the last couple months to the world of CBD. So you guys check it out. I I, I promise you, you will be surprised and become a a, uh, a subscriber, if you will, to that stuff. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They got a Labor Day sale going right now, sixty percent off through the weekend. That's a great deal. And uh, they give us a kickback, just so you know. Whatever you pay, they give us a kickback and uh, and help support the show that way. So, uh, but we've talked about it. We don't do commercials or these things, these little ads for anything we don't believe in or use ourselves, and uh, wouldn't be just shilling crap out here. So check it out: cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. If you're looking for that, it's all natural. There's no chemicals, and uh, you can get it legally in all 50 states. I'm not sure about overseas. Sorry. <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's talk about um, the practice squad. We talked about uh, some of the potential cuts, but let's talk about how the practice squad has changed, Mister Risden. You hit well. It has. Let me let me pull up my article that I wrote. Some guy, yeah, and this guy, <laughs> I, I, I I somehow have him tagged on the internet. It's it's, it's Hayf Ryston, and it just says "blithering idiot" next to his name. So I don't know what what the deal is. This guy tries to write stuff all the time, but uh, oh wait. No, nope. I, so I shouldn't have read that out loud. <laughs> a standard joke every time. Yeah, so Jeff wrote this. It's a great piece and will help you understand. There's a number of changes on the practice squad this year, so I wanted to bounce through these really quick. First, we'll start off. You can carry up to 16 players in the practice squad now? Riz, really? Yes. Did you make yes. that up, or is this real? That That's real. Uh, I even I even footnoted my source, and Chris Robbins will appreciate that very much. <laughs> There's the joke for the There's slack. It's a teaching right there. moment. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Chris. Um, yes, they are. You can now have 16. It used to be 10. They were going to bump it up to 12, but they're like, no, this COVID thing, um, it, it, it's going to wreak havoc. So you need to have 16. So they are allowed to keep 16 players on your practice squad now, uh, and that that's good for all year. Yep. And that so they they can start the practice squad. So cut down Saturday at four. There's waiver claims for the next day. You can start adding players to your practice squad on Sunday after four or Monday after nine, depending on when the claims are processed. And I don't remember which one of those it is. It's one of those. So they're not immediately on the practice squad. They do have to pass their waivers first. 
Uh, but uh, you can keep 16 guys this year, which is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you 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 got both of the 16 guys, and you're going with the claiming players comes with the cost about the COVID testing that they have to pass through, and the time it takes to get them on the scene on, on the on the team. So it puts a little bit of a damper on the on the claims process. Eh? Yeah, um, yeah. So the, every the, well, so so part of it is that they can protect four players. Um, but every player is still subjected to waivers at the beginning of the week. If you're on the practice squad for game day, you are instantly eligible. You can be claimed, or you can, actually you can be signed to the active roster of another team um, during that waiver claim period. But if they do that, that doesn't start until Monday. That means they won't get accepted until Wednesday. So they won't be able to practice until Thursday, most likely, because it's 4 o'clock on Wednesday is when that business gets done. Mm-hmm. So you're getting one day of practice out of them. Now, if you're looking for a long-term poach, that, that, that's probably okay. But if you're like, oh, my God, we're playing the Packers next week. Let's sign, let's sign one of the guys off their practice squad and, and you know get information from them. You're going to get a day out of it. You're, if yeah. your coaches aren't good enough to figure out off film what's going on, you probably aren't a very good football team. So. I kind of like that. I, I, I like that, right? I mean, you're just pointing right, right your finger right at that, and you're giving them limited time to to grill these guys, and you're not playing games with their careers along the way. You know what I mean? Right. I, 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 I can tell you agents hate when teams do that. Yeah. They're going to sign my guy for a day, and then i got to go through and find him another team next week. That's BS, man. Yep. Um, I know several agents who have said that that – they would rather have their client just stay on the practice squad and they will turn down. I've heard of people who have turned down contracts because of that. Yeah. Like the, the, no, no, don't, don't, don't treat me like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not a number. I'm a free man. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay. So with that, you, you touched on two practice squad eligible members. I start over. I'll try it in English this time. Two practice squad players are eligible to be active on game day. So let's talk about what does that mean? I mean, do you have to designate right. two? Do you get to pick your two? Or are they, how are they, how does this you work? get to you get to pick your two? Um, so you're going to have the Ross game day rosters were normally 46. That's why there was seven inactives. Now it's 55 players on your roster and 48. So if you have like the Lions were, were a great example of this last year, everybody on their inactive list was hurt. So there wasn't really a choice. Now you can bring up a couple of practice squad guys and they can get into that and you can have guys who are hurt, not on your active roster, not and not playing. Um, Mike Daniels did that once last year. Uh, I think Mike Ford actually did that once last year too, where he was he was on the active roster because they had so many other people who were hurt and inactive that they just didn't have a place to put him and they didn't want to IR him. Um, so they will be able to do that. One of those guys is an extra offensive lineman, so that impacts your roster construct. You'd only need to keep eight on your active roster because you can bring up a ninth if you would happen to need one. Um, or seven and eight, as some people have suggested. I don't think that's what the Lions are going to do, but we'll see. Um, so th- that's definitely new. That is not something that was there in the past. There again, this is this is COVID related, but this one's going to stick. That everybody I've heard, and, and Gil Brand actually talked about it on on Sirius XM Radio the other night. This is a rule that a lot of people have been pushing for for a long, long, long time. Um, there are a lot of people, myself included, who think that the game week inactives is a stupid concept. It's antiquated. It needs to go away. Mm-hmm. This is a step in that direction by making practice squad players come up. The glory of this is, though, that if you call those guys up, they know they are not then subject to waiver claim when they go back to the practice squad the next week. They You can do it up to twice. So let's say, let's say Isaac Nauta winds up on the Lions practice squad and Jesse James gets hurt for a week and uh, – they have to have now to come up and be active for a week. 
he can go right back to the practice squad and they don't he's not subjected to waiver claims so another team can't sign him away if he winds up catching you know eight passes for 79 yards and two touchdowns which would be awesome yeah. uh there's they, they they can do that with every player up to twice so uh twice per year so that's that's a lot of insurance for guys that need to come up on an emergency basis. And, yeah. and you see guys like guys do get lost like that. Um, there was a guy for the Texans that I can't think of his name now, like three years ago, um, big defensive end who got called up uh, and then uh, somebody got healthy and he wound up going back to the practice squad. Well, he wound up getting signed away. I think it was in Miami for a little bit. Um, and I, I really should remember his name. Yeah, but, uh, I always want to go that, to Cushing when I when I hear the Texans defense, but I'll leave, I know he's not an end. But uh, Rage, sorry, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, dude, oh, yeah. So uh, so you're free from that. So th- this is a positive development. Now that's different than the four protected players. You can protect four players for your practice squad. That means no other teams want to sign him away. No, 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 no. You, you, you can't touch. No, no, no you can't it. have him. Can't touch this <laughs> little hammer on you. Realize that hammer time was like thirty years ago. Can you believe that? I do. I, I I'm not sure you oh do though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I didn't mean to. Pull yeah. It. So, so um, There's let's a- say. Um, well, actually, Penasini's going to make the roster, so I'm not oh, worried about that. Right. Let's say, uh, let's say Huntley goes to the practice squad. If he's not claimed in those first two days um, when when all the roster shuffling is going on, they can protect him on the practice squad for the entire season. Um, and he wouldn't have to be rushed onto the field and they wouldn't have to you know keep him on the roster and burn a spot that they would use for somebody else because they can protect him there. That's what that's designed for. Wow. All right, and then vested veterans. Let's talk about that. There's an old crusty bastard's going to be on these practice squads now, huh? <laughs> well, and, and the example I used here was actually Miles Killebrew because yeah. – they, if you used to He's be a vested veteran, right? which means that you have four years of accrued service time in the NFL, which Killebrew does, you, you were not eligible to be on the practice squad anymore. You either had to make the active roster or you were on the street. Now you can keep up to six of those guys on your practice squad. That means that Killebrew can go to the practice squad. And right. he couldn't have done that before this year. So that's... And that's he's one of the reasons why I don't think he makes around. the roster, quite honestly, because I think they can keep him. I think they'll stash him. Nobody else is going to claim him. Nobody's um, as gorgeous he, as Miles Killebrew either. He is one you have to keep oh, around yeah, just for that alone. My God, he's—I might start playing for the other team if he showed up in the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm serious. He's the—he's one of the few men that could do that. He is—he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a very well-built young man. <laughs> oh God, to, 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 <laughs> yes, he I is. Dream of being yeah. like that one day. Um, <laughs> I wish he was a little bit better at football. I think the Lions wish he was a little bit better at football too. But yeah. um, that this is designed for players like him. Um, it's designed for a guy like Ode Abushi. One of, yeah. so I, I will quote my, my colleague Eric Schlitt here, one of Abushi and Wiggins is not making the team. The other one can stick on the practice squad, and they would need, both of them are vested veterans that wouldn't have been eligible before. Can that means that they have somebody who knows the system ready to be called up right away in case of an emergency or an, or an injury, and that's that's invaluable. Can I, can I put my prognostication in the book for this one? Yes, please do. Abushi makes the practice squad. Yes, me. Uh, and I'm doing this not because I've seen him play, but because I've been taking more of an interest in Hank lately and watching his every, you know, you know how I get, right? I go into the psychological yeah. side. Yeah. My undergrad's there. It's, I did a lot of work in the psych space. I just think the way that he's coaching and working with Abushi, he's the guy that's going to be on the practice squad. We will see. I've got my I've got my Quintress at the uh, 
at the Senior Bowl. By the way, I got some really cool new hardware. We're going to be so much lighter and faster this year when we get there. Uh, but anyway, uh, got great stuff at the Senior Bowl. Uh, but it started with the Quintrust there when we were looking at players that uh, may have interest from the Lions. And, and now I'm into the coaches' heads. Here we go. <laughs> we'll see if I ever. Oh, not. boy. <laughs> Remind me never to make you angry. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't, buddy. You could not do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that you know, it, it's a very different world from the practice squad. It used to be, you know, oh, let you know, forget. As I wrote at the beginning of the article, forget everything you know about it because everything has basically changed, and it's for the better. This is the league advancing, and and from what it sounds like, there's going to be a big push to keep a lot of these implemented over the long term, and that makes me happy. Me too. Absolutely. I love that. All right, um, let's see. I want to talk really quick. So great stuff. Again, USA Today. It's lionswire.usatoday.com. Sorry, I don't want to give people the wrong place to go. That was uh, some guy named yes. Jeff Risden wrote that. Uh, great stuff there. Him and Schlitt keep pounding That's it a tool. out. <laughs> the best Lions info. You ta- you couple that with the Lions chat and uh, in our Patreon chat, the Slack chat, and you're, you've got everything you need. You and, and you guys are free still, right? Yes, absolutely. No charge for articles from the Riz or uh, Eric or any of the guys over there, Scott, the whole group. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, all right, let's go on to our next piece. I want to talk really quick. It's it's not a, a huge issue, but I think it's a really cool thing. Uh, Ford Field and the Lions are allowing you to purchase cutouts. You can put your, your picture in a cutout that they will put in the stands on uh, the lower bowl end zones for the home games. Um, if you're interested, go to DetroitLions.com slash cutouts. But all the proceeds are going to benefit Detroit Lions charities, which is like um, Lions Crucial Catch game. Uh, who is it? The uh, Henry Ford Health Systems Research. That's what they're doing there. Um, they're doing one for uh, the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, TAPS, which is a great one for uh, veterans and folks who came back from a, a tough time serving the country overseas, right? Um, all the different Detroit Lions charities are, are, are getting money raised as a result of this. And, boy, what a way to have a lot of fun. I've seen some pretty good ones. Isaac, World of Isaac, he's got one of him shoving a... <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> a food it is mouth. great. It's great. Um, really cool. 150 bucks if you're general public, 125 if you're season ticket holder. If you're season ticket holder, you already know about this though. And then you can do for 50 bucks individual games. Um, the salute to service game. Um, the the other I forget what the other one is, but uh, either way, uh, yeah, you can there's get, a couple of, of special promotions on it. And and from what I understand, if you have something Lions related on your cutout, it does get you lower in the seating bowl. Like yeah. you're closer to the field, like your Detroit Lions podcast shirt that you got from DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Right. Uh, so go to DetroitLions.com/slash/cutouts and uh, get yours today. It's a really cool thing for great charities, and it is. Uh, you know, you and, might and see yourself. It's, That's cool. It's kind of cool. Right? You know, it, if you want to be at the game, um, you and I, neither one of us live in Detroit, so it, it would have been tough for us to get to a game at Ford Field, anyways. The fact that we can represent there from from afar, I, I think yeah. it's kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. And and you can't pick your seat is the only thing they're they're going right. to do the seat for you, right? But. They they will assign you your seats um, and on your first come first serve basis. You folks spend um, so much time or, picking your seats anyway. You don't so. need this. So. <laughs> it's cool. It goes to charity. You can probably write that off on your taxes. I don't know. I'm not a tax attorney. Yeah, looks like you can. Your taxes, but uh, it, it seems like a good thing. Yeah. Um, and by the way, um, for people that are concerned that uh, the Lions organization would use the money for things that the players might not want. The Lions are the Lions players have a great deal of input in what goes into the Lions charities and which charities that the team honors and and services. So yep. 
Uh, don't worry about that either. Yep, absolutely. All right. From there, we want to talk really quick about Fanatics. You want to get your Lions gear for your cutout? What better way to do that than be prepared so you get on TV, right? Get yourself a, a, a Silver Rush Kenny Galladay number 19 jersey and go. put it on. Yes. And, and they will put you... Like maybe he'll go high five you at Ford Field after he scores a touchdown. Yeah, how badass would that be? Sweet. These guys run the Detroit Lions store at Ford Field. They run the online store for the NFL, yeah, the do. Lions, almost all the teams, if not all the teams. Now, uh, you head on over. You can if you use our URL to get there. What happens is it throws a little cookie. It lets them know we sent you, and they give us a little kickback from it. And we really appreciate those kickbacks. It uh, drops a couple coins in our pockets, right, Riz? And uh, you head on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Any kind of gear. Lions, if you want to get your college gear, if you want to get hockey gear, it doesn't matter, matter the sport or whatever. That link- yourself a new Avs jersey, man. They're kicking ass. No, I'm not. I'm I'm still not over the abs of the '90s. So don't even start with that. But fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com is the way to get there. You'll go right to the site. No funny stuff, and it just sets a cookie so they know we sent you. Um, really appreciate all you folks who do that, and uh, it's the official real deal gear, high quality stuff. So fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right, I want to talk about Matthew Stafford. He's he's he's. We had a great article from Chris Robbins, by the way. Uh, on the DetroitLionsPodcast.com site today about the Lions quarterbacks, particularly Matthew Stafford, talking about what to look for this year, what to see from him. And a little bit of it stems from this. Matthew Stafford on Good Morning Football tells Nate Burleson, I'm just going to cut it down to a shorter sentence, he's going to be the MVP, period. Matthew Stafford is going to be the MVP. Now look, every player feels high in themselves. I don't see a lot of this kind of ball walk talk from Matthew Stafford, though. Right, oh. and I feel like there's a couple things. One, he's got something to prove. Two, he's angry about last year, and three, I think there's a little bit of he's buying into this team and the coaches and everything else, like these other guys, and it's all coming to the top. The cream is rising to the top on this one. I love this Matthew Stafford. We've always said Mad Stafford is the best Stafford, right? But this one. I love it. He's like, I'm not trying. I'm going to be. I am going to be the MVP. You know, the whole dagger time that's come up, you know, about, oh. you know, closing out games and everything. They're, I like it, man. Like you said, they are, they are all focused on the same thing. They are walking in line and Stafford is leading that line and he's comfortable being in front of this team. Uh, I don't think he's ever been as comfortable with a team around him as he is with this group right now. Yep. And that's that can mean something to man. And, and again, last year, he was on pace to match the legendary Dan Marino year. <sighs> Keep that in mind. And you're that year gets talked about all the time. It gets thrown at me when I yell at Chris Spooner at a, at a bar while we're eating <laughs> cheeseburgers with glazed donuts for buns. Um, you really got to come to senior bowl. You really got to come folks. This is a good time. Um, I, I, again, I will tell it cause we've got, you know, new people all the time. The way you went off on little Chris, he's a Miami fan. He's does, he does coverage. He was at senior bowl. Well, he's Chris, there every Chris, year. He's a Chris, greatest Chris writes for uh, PFN. Yeah. He's a really good dude. Um, great, he does a lot of really good draft work meet. too. Yeah, yeah, greatest guy out there. And yeah. Riz, I don't know if it was a combination of the donut like hitting him and the, and the beer at the same time, but he was Dan Marino came up and Chris was like, "Yeah, he's a really great quarterback. I think he's one of the." He couldn't even get best out, and Riz was leaning over the table. I, just I'll, I'll, I'll bet that that's it. that is instant. <laughs> 
set off for me. If, if you if you ever want to get me riled up, get me. In, and I've done. I actually did this on the air on ninety six one in Grand Rapids one time. Somebody called in and and asked why I was so high on Kurt Warner, and I said because he's better than Dan Marino. And he doesn't get credit for it. Damn it! And, uh, I will have that argument with anybody anytime. I will take I will take oh. Kurt Warner over Dan Marino any day of the week, any team, anywhere. See how easy it is, folks. Fire it up now, man. Let's go. Come on. There's my it's donut so burger. Easy. Oh, man. Oh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer every day. All right. So, yeah. No, but if Stafford can replicate that, I, I'll, I'll be like, hey, I'll take him. I'll, I love, I love, I really love Kurt Warner. I think the fact that he won a Super Bowl with the Rams and took the Cardinals to another Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's Stafford winning one with Detroit too. That that that's the equivalent oh, sure. level of that. If Stafford ever does that, he's above Marino for me too because Marino's a playoff loser and a douche. <laughs> yes, refusing absolutely. to take pictures with fans and kids. Come on, <laughs> don't be a punk like that. No, this is this is great to hear from from Stafford. You, it's it's the I'm back right. He's got it's the dumb. swagger, man. It's, yep. It's the little shrug that he gives after he throws the touchdown with the broken shoulder. My guy knows he has a running game this year. That's what I got a feeling, man. It's all come to come together here, and there's no reason that Matthew Stafford can't better his best year. I, I really believe that. Will he? I'm not saying he will, but there's no reason he cannot. If he plays at the top that's of his exa- game, that's exactly the way to put it. There is no reason he can't, mm-hmm. unless he's hurt and he. Everybody right has now. said he looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I love that. I'm I'm all in. I love me some Matthew Stafford. I've said it a lot. Um, he's great. I love the play play. God, it's really easy to root for him, and I I love that he's getting the national love now. That a lot of people are getting in on it too. I, like, and I, yeah, I, I love the way he and his wife play the um the 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 social media game as well. You know what I mean? Kelly takes that on, takes that role. I'm. I, I am absolutely certain his voice is behind a couple of those 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 things that come up. I'm I'm certain of it. Yeah, yeah. He, but, he's he's at least complicit in it. Yep, yeah. But <laughs> he's not as ignorant as you think he is. No, 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 no. But <laughs> he doesn't have to deal with all the, the everything that comes with it, right? Um, he does. He's savvy as hell in the media. He does a great job. He's really doing even better in that. He's got a great friend in Burleson, so that was the right place to drop that bomb and get get exactly. going on that. Really well done, this guy. After the NFL, which I don't even want to think about, but after the NFL, this guy has a hell of a future if he wants it. He is a, he is an absolute just stellar superstar, an absolute superstar. Love this guy. All right, it's great. It's great seeing him with confidence, and if that carries over to the field, the the NFL is going to be looking at him. And and so let, let's say he's not he's not a favorite to win, no. but if this Lions team wins the NFC North, and they could. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a lot of looks at the MVP because they're not getting there without him being fantastic. Uh, as much as you like the rest of the team around him, he is the catalyst. He is the reason why this team would go eleven and five, ten and six. And I will ask you: Was uh, Lamar Jackson the MVP last year, or was he was he predicted to be the MVP last year? No, he was not. No, because people were artificially down on him because they thought he could only run. Right. Right, there's a lot you know, of guys the league in touchdown passes that they're artificially down on, and they they again, there's no reason he can't do it this year. That's where I'm going to be with with Stafford. Um, someone, I have a staff infection, John, <laughs> in the chat as well. Absolutely, uh, they're awesome. Nice. All right, I want to get to a part. They people were talking about it. There was the very first question we got in the chat today, and uh, it's about how. <laughs> what do you think the Lions are going to do this year? And I want to start it really quick with a question for the audience. 
how much Kool-Aid are you drinking? Okay. Where are you at with this team? What's your prediction this year? And we've got a couple ways you can do it. Um, Riz and I are going to do ours, and then we've got just a couple quick topics. So if you want to be on, call in after after we do our predictions here. Um, you can also do the Lions line, 92933 Lions. Uh, call that after hours, and we'll get that into next week's show for sure. Or the comments in the in the YouTube, use that as well. And uh, let us we really know like the are. calls into the Lions line, though. That that yeah. that's my personal preferred way. I love them. Yeah, they're great. And and we can actually then hear how much Kool Aid <laughs> you, you are drinking. Right, we've got guys drinking gallons, chugging from the fire hose. We've got a lot of stuff going on. All right, so Riz, I want to talk about you right now, okay? Because you've been number one. I just gotta. That's a, that's that's a belated last year. Riz was right. Boat horn sound off, Tommy Lee sound off. He said actually five wins last year, and I had five and eleven. Yes, and people excoriated you. And it, I, 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 know I actually had somebody hole. email me telling me that he hopes my kids died in a school bus accident oh, because I picked the Lions to go five and eleven. Oh my god, I hate. I people. still have that email. <laughs> I really do too. <laughs> now. You got excoriated. I know you were shook. It wasn't just that email. You were a little bit shook over the reaction you got the, yeah, the following so I, week. Or I, two, I, right? I went on the radio the day after that went out, and I was I was in the co-host chair, and there was a steady stream of callers that were pushing the FCC boundaries and what they could say to me. Let me let me give you an example. I got a, a recording from last year right here. What what he heard? Get what you fucking deserve. There you go. Joker showed up. Called. <laughs> was not happy. Um, no, no, this was this was no good. Nobody liked it. And then we got the Riz was right. And he deserves the credit for being right. He sometimes tells us a story we don't want to hear. Earlier in this offseason, Jeff Riz then repeated that number as a prediction for this team last year, if you'll remember. Those who've been sticking with us through the whole offseason. And a lot of hearts just broke right there on the spot. Now, I'm close to Jeff Riz, and I, 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 I'm... I'm I, I can call him a friend. We we you know that guy. We occasionally exchange chats and so on. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking and seeing him maybe turn a corner, and he's gone higher in some of his predictions that I've seen that he's actually written down. So I want to hear Riz. You you seem to have evolved a little, maybe not much, maybe a lot, maybe less than we thought. Where are you? Where do you see this team? How much Kool Aid? How blue are your eyes, my friend? <laughs> Uh, well, my eyes are naturally blue. Um, the YouTube people got that, anyways. Um, I uh, so the blue I eyes am or the brown still... eye we're seeing today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a range for this team, and and uh, I we could spend all night talking about this. I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. I think the Lions are anywhere between a five and nine win team, depending on health and depending on the health of their competitors and predicting health this year um, in not just from if there's COVID absences, but we're seeing a rash of hamstring injuries. We're seeing a rash of soft tissue injuries. DeAndre Swift, by the way, has one of those. Um, It's going to be the luck of the draw on that. I think in terms of this team, this is a much better overall Lions team this year. I don't think, though, that they're better at offensive line, and that concerns me. I, I am not a Kool-Aid drinker on Hal Vitae, Big V. Right. Uh, I, is he going to be worse than Rick Wagner? No, he's not. Is he going to be better? I don't know about that either. 
Um, He's got Hank the gonna, Tank taking care of him. We'll we'll see on it. Um, I think that if everybody on defense performs at their best, uh, this team can win the NFC North. And the other thing I'll say with that is I don't think that any team in the NFC North is capable of winning more than 10 games this year. None of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if they're able to pull off some of these wins, if they don't get shafted by the refs in, in Green Bay, if they or, stop Mitch Trubisky for once in Chicago instead of letting him win again, um, and he will be the starting quarterback in week one, by the way, yeah. uh, there's then they have a shot at, at, at being – right there in a very tight division. I think all four teams in the NFC North, you can make an argument that all of them could go six and 10. You can also make an argument that all of them can go 10 and six. And I don't think that there's a lot of room above or below that for any of those teams, including green Bay, no matter how many they won last year. Uh, And that gives the lions a chance. If they're healthy, if Stafford is who he was last year, they should be competing for the division title. Will they? I'm still, I still have reservations about, the coverage sack being the prevailing philosophy of rushing the passer that has not changed. Even with Unlin coming in, uh, they made that very clear by the personnel choices that they've made. I don't think you can win a lot with that. I think it's, I think there's a finite ceiling to how much that can carry you to do. I think if they need somebody to make a play on defense, other than Tracy Walker, I don't know that they have that yet. They might. Okuda might be that. Oruwari might be that. We might have that in Jelani Tavai as a run guy. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Jamie Collins does. I, I, I worry that they lack the top end talent to compete with top end teams uh, on both sides of the ball. Not not so much on offense because I do think that if 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 Galladay is who he is, if Marvin's healthy, if if Hawkinson is what I think he's going to be, I think they're going to be really good. I will say this though. The dedication to running the football takes every time you run the football, and I said this last year when I watched the Packer game, was a gift to the Green Bay defense because you were taking the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands. And I worry that they're going to do that too much again. And instead of riding a an MVP caliber Stafford, they wind up giving the ball on third and three and, and only game two. And then they settle for the Matt Prater 55-yard field goal attempt. That philosophy, I have to see that it's changed before I believe that it's changed. So that's why I am lower on them than a lot of people. I, I I don't think that they can. They're going to be better than three and three twelve and one. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they should at least double their win total. That should be considered a very good progress in this off season. But at the same time, I I do worry that they they don't have the top end talent on defense yet. Maybe maybe they maybe some guys will step maybe. Maybe Walker will prove that he belongs in that conversation. Maybe Okuda does. You know, maybe Jamie Collins is, is everything we need. Maybe Danny Shelton is the snacks from the end of 2018. If all that happens, this team's won in the division. Yeah. But uh, I let me I ask you that first. Wh- wh- what's I'm, the over I'm skeptical on that? What's the over under on wins that makes you the most uncomfortable if you had to bet your house, where you couldn't choose either way? I would not. If and I think it is actually at seven and seven point five mm-hmm. at some books. Uh, I wouldn't touch that one at all. Yeah, because uh, I, I I think they are six seven eight win team. Yep. And and I will say this: eight wins could win this division. I don't think it will, but it could. It could yeah. get you into a playoff spot if uh, if the East is as bad as I think it is too. It's it's going to be a street fight in this division this year. It is absolutely going to be a street fight down to the very last. I'm going to take a little different tack on this. Um, 
I know real gamblers wouldn't like it, but I'm I'm one that's looking at trends and you know re- regressions to the mean and so on. I think that you're going to see a regression out of Minnesota this year. I think you're going to see a regression out of Green Bay this year, and that's what puts this division up grabs and 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 reachable by the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take the over on the seven and a half, eight and a half. I wouldn't touch at all. Okay, that's your that's your line of demarcation. Yeah, yeah. Um. I I think the team is a nine win team, but it's anywhere from eight to ten. It really is. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I just I just don't know. And you're right because of the way this 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 uh, this division is, and because I hate to say it because you know the whole 2020 thing and how crazy this year is. There's a lot that's up in the air with crowds, with the um, the the officials, the fact that we can put Mitch Trubisky on the bench for the year in week one. The Lions could do that, right? There's a lot of things that are that are just <laughs> <Yeah>. different. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that are just different this year. I I think we have a team that's that's um a, a nine and nine and seven team. Um that's really where I want to land on that record. Um but I, I would take the eight and a half. The eight and a half would freeze me, which just absolutely freeze me on, on having to make a bet. I think yeah. this team could be a ten win a ten win team. Things have to go exactly right. Um, like you said, Matthew Stafford has to do the Matthew Stafford things that we saw last year, but I don't see any reason why he can't. I like our offense. I'm, I'm I feel the same way as you do on the defensive line and the sack piece. That's the one thing that I think may cost us. Uh, this run game changed things up, though, because what that lets you do is run a four-minute offense, and that's something that's lost us a bunch of games over the years, an inability to own the ball, oh, man. hold the ball, Having a 13-10 to 10 lead with 10 minutes to go, and you go three and out, and the other team scores twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's killed that us. We've got an offense that can get it done, but if we can put that offense into a mode where they're just chewing clock, we got the guys that can do it. And uh, that gives me a lot of hope. So I think just that alone gives us an extra game over uh, where Riz is at. So I, I'm always a little bit more of a Kool-Aid drinker than you are with the team. I know Riz, but I just... You are. I, the coaching so I'm is a Lions fan from Cleveland. I'm a pessimist by nature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, the coaching is my the life, thing that My sports life has taught me that life is pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. I get that. I, just, I, I think Matt Patricia, his growth... The, the the Bob Quinn kind of reconnection with the team as for as as management this year that we've seen uh, everything that's happened here I just think that that's what pushes them to the next level if they can keep that so good hopes big big theories we'll see how it all plays out a um, lot of stuff and thanks Riz I know that's it's it's always hard nobody likes to go out and put themselves on the on the fence especially with the emails that they get we had uh, Jordan, I'm not there yet so so he hated you last what, year he was what you're so referring mad. to in the slack is. <laughs> Sorry, we got a little bit of a like. What you're referring to in the Slack, I I did simulations. I'm I'm doing my season previews for for Real GM, where I have to come up with a win total and a little blurb for every team. And I have run simulations all the way through. I've done two of them. I'm doing another one tonight as soon as we're done with this. And I'm going to average the three of them. The first time I went through, I got five and eleven for Detroit. The second time I went through, as you alluded to, I got to eight and eight, and that was good for second, tied for second in the division. Uh, I'm. Uh, both times I've run it, I'm wildly bullish on the NFC West for whatever reason. Right. I really like Arizona this year. I don't know yeah. why. Um, they have a very favorable schedule set up for them. Uh, and they made a so, pickup uh, from the Texans, didn't they? That's going to help them out? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I have, um, you know, th- there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule. And there were a lot of them where 
I was like, you know what? If Stafford plays well, the Lions will win this game. If he doesn't, they will lose. And I sort of mentally couched it one way or the other going through it. Uh, I try to do a, a a fairly random one. I do one where I have a best case, and I do one where I have a worst case. Um, and then I average the three of those. And I'm going to wind up either either 7-9 and nine or 6-10 and 10 or 8-8 eight and eight for the Lions this year. Okay. There we go. They're going to play. I, I, play I, the I, I, can't, I can't go higher than that. I'd love to be higher than that, but – They've they have to show me that they've made the changes that I talked about before I believe it. I, I, I am I I can't drink that Kool Aid. I'll drink my 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 Dragon Smoke Solera instead. <laughs> there you go. All right, um, that's good. With that, really quick, I tell you, you know, if you got your fanatic stuff taken care of, if you got your CBD, you're sitting around, you're feeling good, you're looking good, and now it's time to to score up that brain. How do you do it? Amazon. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Same thing. Use that to do any of your purchases at Amazon, and you'll get hooked up. Well, we'll get hooked up with a little kickback. We'll take it out of Bezos' pocket. He doesn't need it. That son of a gun. He's got way too much already. So he'll share a little bit of that profit. It doesn't cost you anything more. It doesn't change the price you pay. It just takes a little bit of the profit out of their pocket and puts it in ours and helps support the show. So, again, we always try to do this in a way where you get something out of all these things you do. And uh, this is an opportunity to help support the show by just using Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com when you do your shopping. Thank you, everybody who does that. It means a great, a great deal, I promise. It helps us out. All right, now, two last, two topics left here. First one is a, is a quickie. Um, if you have YouTube TV, as I do, as of today, you get the NFL Network. Cheers to you, my friends. Uh, make sure if you've got custom channels set up on your guide, you have to go to a, uh, a laptop or desktop to, to to change it and enable the NFL network. Get, get that all set up, get it going, and you'll have the network. You can see Matthew Stafford telling Nate Burleson that he will be the MVP <laughs> next time he does it. All right, uh, last topic. I want to do this thing cool. that we like to do, and we usually do, and we're going to take you around. That's not my music normally, but I just love that one. I, that, I just really, really like that. All right. Here we are. Around the division. we got Riz <laughs> taking us around the division. I want to do a little bit of touch base on a couple of the teams in the division and uh, talk about what's happened to them in the offseason and get to a point, a prediction for each of those teams with you, Riz. All right. So first I'm going to start with All right. the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, just going to talk about a couple of the guys. First off, I want to talk about a guy that I, I wanted the Lions, even though we had Jeffrey Okuda, but Jeff Gladney. He, I just feel like he would have been a great. I mean, we're in great He's shape good. now at cornerback. It's all kind of come together. But God, that guy was good. He looked really good. I was jealous. He was, and you know, they changed a lot there. That uh, they've overhauled their defense, uh, and to their credit, they've overhauled it with good players because they lost some good players, but they have brought some good players in. Uh, how quickly does that come together is going to be a big, big factor in how well Minnesota plays this year. Yep, 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 yep. And they, they just made a huge acquisition. I I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. What? Who? Yannick <laughs> Nicolai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was a guy we didn't think was going anywhere. We wondered about what was going on with his availability. We didn't think that the Vikings could afford him. And one of the, the, the little side stories that came from it was they almost had to cut Riley Reef, their starting left tackle, so they could pay him. Uh, the reef actually said five, goodbye to his teammates. Five million dollar a year cut for reef. 
with an opportunity mm. to make two bad. And Ngakwe took a $6 million a year cut to make it work. Yeah. Um, that First off, that tells you how awful things are in Jacksonville, that he took $6 million to go away. <laughs> <laughs> My God, how terrible are things there? You think the Fords are bad owners? Look at Shad Khan. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Spend they just traded their starting safety for a fifth-round pick today. <laughs> What the hell are they doing? Oh, my God. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> you know, Ngakwe is is a problem. He's a good player. He's not Everson Griffin. He's a very different type of player. Unfortunately, he is the type of player who is going to give Hal Vitae massive problems because he's fast. Yep. Uh, that's not. Nobody would ever accuse Big V of being fast. He's, uh, and he's going to line up on that side. So, uh they they have reloaded very nicely. They are still limited by how good, much like the Lions, like if, if Matthew Stafford isn't great, this team isn't going to be very good. If Kirk Cousins isn't the best Kirk Cousins he can be, they're not going to be a very good football team. Uh, and uh, it came out today that Kirk Cousins tried to hire Creed to play a private party once upon a time. So now you know uh, there's that, trouble in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, that's that's not good. How long are you going to defend this guy, Riz? Uh, it's been very difficult to do that this week. <laughs> Last couple <laughs> weeks, yeah, way. he's been a tough one. Um, does Justin Jefferson, <laughs> their first round pick, give them any give him any help as a wide rec- as a wide receiver there now? He's not he's not Stephon Diggs. Um, right. I like him a lot. I think he's I think it's a I think he was a great pick. I loved their draft. Um, as you know, yeah, I, I gushed about it. We got a lot of but picks. It's hard to do badly. They're, right? they're counting on rookies to be in positions of more significance than what the lions are mm-hmm. that's tough to do this year and, and they're, they're also bringing in a new offensive coordinator now it's it's gary kubiak yeah 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 i, I will tell you uh josh metellus we saw him at the the senior bowl and um we watched kj hill duh destroy him if you want go to the the youtube channel you can see yes. the video i have it's in there of uh, i wanted kj hill so bad i he's gonna do well in in uh, San Diego, uh, but he just destroyed. Metellus did not look good at the Senior Bowl, if you ask me. So I just wanted to pick on pick two hundred five of the draft because I could. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I'm a Michigan guy normally, <laughs> but I wanted to. I but you overall, you look at the talent that's come in and gone out. Uh, yeah, and Goke is is uh, very big. Um, they cut Anthony Zettel again. They signed him and cut him, they so did. he's not with the team they anymore, did. right? So that's that's he's probably a casualty from Yannick. Um, I, I'm not, uh, also, by the way, brief. by, by acquiring Ngakwe, they have ensured that they cannot extend both Anthony Harris and Dalvin cook. They'll have to pick one or the other. So one of those guys won't be in Minnesota after this year. Yeah. And yeah. if they're start slow, you better believe that one of those guys is going to get traded. Same, yep. same conversation we just had with Detroit. Yeah. If they start one and four, they're going to start selling off assets. They have to, because yep. they can't afford to keep all these guys long-term. Yep. Absolutely. All right, I see these guys regressing this year. Um, what do you think this year for a record for the Minnesota Vikings, my friend? I think I've come up with nine and seven with them in both in iterations that I've run, um, and that's we'll go nine and seven. I I do think they they of all the teams in the North have the highest ceiling for me. Yeah, because I, I do think that if if all their players play well, they have some players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got a lot of good players. I don't think. I don't think people appreciate how good of a safety Anthony Harris is. Right. He's great. As much as I talk about Tracy Walker, he's, he's that next level already. Yeah. Uh, I do like their secondary. Uh, I like Mike Zimmer as a coach. I think he, 
is ahead of Patricia on that curve of having the players buy into what he's selling. I feel and, like uh, there's a little bit of a hot seat there. I, this is something I've kind of divined out of that team lately. Um, yes, they haven't performed really well in the playoffs. So two out of four uh, appearances they've won, and they haven't really gone deep. And um, they're blowing up the salary cap right now, which makes me feel it's a desperation move by a GM with a coach's little bit of screeching in there as well about we don't have much time left. So this is kind of an all-in or we're done kind of thing, I yeah, feel they're, like. They're in a precarious spot for sure. It, and you could see if they're 7-9, if they're and 6-10, and ten, I, as much as I think that might keep Patricia and Quinn, I think that would probably be grounds for Spielman and, and Zimmer to be gone. Yeah, which would be great. A massively broken cap. You lose your GM, lose your your, your coach. I would I would love that. That would be just come up. It's so I'm I for it. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an eight and eight to nine and seven guy with this team. So a little lighter end of where you're at. I think you're absolutely right. Their ceiling is maybe even a, a little higher than that. They could if it all comes together. But um, they've got some gaps. Their O line is going to be a problem, and I think that's going to be a problem for Kirk Cousins. Uh, and you need a great Kirk Cousins in order to make this team churn. They do. And yes. um, I'm I'm you know. They've got a $2 million left tackle, so we'll see. <laughs> or $3 million, whatever it was. It's either him or Ole Udo. Yes. All right, I'll, let's move on to the the Bears. Um, I can barely say that with uh, any kind of anything but contempt. Um, Week one, mm, 10 days, baby. Big addition of Nick Foles. And on the Bears subreddit, they have him listed as the starter, as quarterback Mitchell Trubisky behind him. They also have... Uh, all six of the tight ends lined up when three deep. <laughs> <laughs> so they are tight end for both sides. Oh my god, what the hell are they doing? Three deep. <laughs> um I don't know about this team. I, I don't give them more than six wins. I'm just gonna go straight there. I, I don't I don't see a whole lot of great out of this team. Khalil Mack got paid, and that's gonna be the story of his career. He was a great, great player who got paid, period. End of story. I like their defense more than that. They they got some dudes on that defense that I like, mm-hmm. um, and I, they have impact talent potentially. Anyways, at all three levels, mm-hmm. they lost Nick Kwiatkowski. That's a big loss for them. He is going to make the Raiders a much better defense. One of the reasons why I think the Raiders might actually make the playoffs. Spoiler alert. Uh, but they do have talent on that defense still, and they are believers in it. It's their second year in their defensive system. I think that will help a little bit they get their guys healthy but man that offense my god i mean they're what offenses are worse than them the jets maybe jacksonville mm. that's maybe miami um because miami Miami's going to start three rookie offensive linemen uh in front of an off injured quarterback that's smart yeah well you got jay leno's brother playing left tackle I, i'm just <laughs> He got the chin out there. Remember, I, this This is a team that started Cornelius Lucas last year and thought he was good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just don't Their see Their offense this. is going to be, and, and David Montgomery's hurt. I like David Montgomery. I think he's yeah. a really good running back. Um, but he's out, out week one. They, right? they, are, they will be a team that wins with defense and special teams. Now, they are built that way, and their defense and special teams are both really, really good. Oh, yeah. And that makes them tough to beat. If if their offense doesn't beat themselves, they're going to win some football games. The fact, and though, that's, that's the that scary part. They have Danny Trevathan back is a big, big deal for them. I think he's he's really good. Yeah, I think yeah. though, I would watch. He he hurt that arm in the Lions game. If you guys didn't realize it, I saw it immediately. That it took the announcers. I was like, oh, because it was oh, oh yeah, yeah it, was, it was gross. It was just 
hanging there lifeless and oh, ugh. yeah. I would yeah. watch that this year. That's the kind of injury that can be a recurring injury or can be tweaked again and and really be a bad deal. It was, it was it's an ugly one. Um, I'm not saying I want him to be hurt, right? But I'm just saying he may not be that same Danny Trevathan because of that because of that the way that injury plays out. We'll see. He's he's a hell of a player. I'm, he's sure I'm sure he's mentally stronger than the the injury was. But physically, we'll see what happens out of that. Um, but their defense is is, is stout. Uh, uh, without they're, they're Trevathan, a good he's a big player. He's a big part of that defense, though. Yes, he's a huge loss without him. So yeah, we'll see. So where are you where are you at uh, record wise with the Chicago Bears? They are my most likely team to come in last place in the division. Ooh, um, I'll put it that way. I can see them going eight and eight. I think that's their absolute ceiling. I don't think they can get more than that with the quarterbacks that they have. If if Nick Foles was going to be an upgrade, he'd be starting, and he ain't starting. <laughs> just looking at their right. offensive line, and I'm looking at their depth chart now. Ugh, oh, my God. Dem tight ends, it, though. <laughs> Those are backup linemen right there in okay. that, that list so, of six. So let, let's go through their tight ends for a second because some of these guys are pretty interesting. They have Jimmy Graham, right. who I think we all saw last year in Green Bay, sucks now. He's like he's seaweed. Getting, he's, he's getting by on name value more than anything else. He's seaweed over there, washed right up. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> this, this is a dad joke. <laughs> they've, got, they've got Cole Komet. Yeah. I don't hate Cole Komet. I think he's, he's going to be okay, but he's a rookie. Um, we all know the rookie tight end curve because we're playing that card with that Hawkinson. Their, their best blocking tight end is Demetrius Harris. I saw him in Cleveland last year. He was known in Kansas City as Incompletrius Harris, and it fits. <laughs> That's awesome. What a great name. It's the best nickname in sports. He dropped a, a touchdown pass in week one last year for Cleveland, and I, I tweeted about it. And like 50 Chiefs fans, not even an exaggeration, hit me immediately. That's incompletrius, Harris. We know that. <laughs> like that's that's perfect. It fits him too. They got JP Holtz. He's, he's all right. If he's your number four tight end, you're probably okay. Um, but uh, he, you know, Eric Saubert, a guy that's bounced around practice squads, and Jesper Horstead. I remember him from the the Shrine game um, uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those guys that looks like um, he, he's from the Ivy League. I think he was at Princeton. Um, he looks like a guy who would never you would never guess he's a football player if you if you saw him. Oh, interesting. Um, we'll put it that way. So, th- I mean, they have six, but do they really have one and a half? Wait, no, <laughs> no. Um, what, what's um, his? They name? have Allen Robinson as their wide receiver, and and you know. I liked Anthony Miller coming out. Thus far, he's been a disappointment. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't trust their offense, man. Is, I, uh, the guy, the guy who doesn't look like a football player. He was the, um, he's the slot receiver that was at Senior Bowl not this year, the last year. Um, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. A guy that I had have listed. He looks like a punter, right? In my, yes. <laughs> he had a dad bod completely. Was balding the whole thing. Did not at all look like a football oh. player, much less a guy about to get drafted. Holy crap. It's crazy. Okay, sorry. I always go to yeah. Hunter when yeah, I Yeah, so so that. I mean I this is one of the three to five worst offenses in the league. And and even if they hit their max potential, they're maybe the twenty second best offense in the league. Yeah. But again, I like their defense a lot. I really do like their defense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on the Bears defense. Um and they can win some games that way, man. That's what are they gonna do though? I mean I mean with Nagy, it's another one where it feels like you got a guy who's absolutely in the hot seat. I am worried for Bears fans that he 
put everything out there. You know, um, uh, what's the movie with with Seth Rogen in it? And he's like, um, the North Korean. Movie? He only has one move. He's like at the dice that he shakes is his dance move. Oh, like, oh that's all he's got. Um, I, I feel like that's what they're at with. Like all, all Nagy has is the dice shake. He doesn't yeah. have the, that secondary move. He can't, you know, do any other dance moves. Um, I, from a Bears fan perspective, I'm very worried that that's going to happen to them, and and he's going to wind up being out in a year. But the, um, the when you're sitting home alone, the dice shake move really works well. It, it, means <laughs> it becomes valuable. Got so, what movie is that? That's fucking me. It's Catherine Heigl's in it too. I don't remember. Um, knocked up. That's it. Yeah. Knocked up. Thank you. That was a that was one for the YouTube crowd, by the way. The, the dice shake move. Um, okay, go. so you landed. Where where did you land for the Bears? Where did you land on them uh, record wise? They are most likely to go six and ten yeah. in my head. That's where I, <laughs> that's where I was, and uh, I'm sticking. Nice. To it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sticking to it. All right, let's go on to the ever loved Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Um, let's talk about some of the pickups. I mean, number one, probably the most brilliant move of the draft, picking up a backup for Aaron Rodgers, maybe the guy to supersede him this year, Jordan Love. Saw him at the Senior Bowl. This guy is a penultimate. He's a, court, a quarterback. He is like the cardboard cutout. He is the guy, when you when you say quarterback, you think Jordan Love. I say quarterback, you say Jordan Love. Quarterback? <laughs> Oh, what? No one's doing I say, it? <laughs> I just think it's awesome that they didn't like Deshaun Kaiser enough that they drafted the second coming of him in the first round. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh. This is a team, had they had a good draft, I they could have run away and hid with this division with a good draft. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead, they took, so they took a quarterback that won't play in the first round. In the second round, they took a running back who's not going to play much. Um, and in the third round, they took a fullback from Cincinnati who's converting from tight end. I, I'll tell you what they took. They took a dump on the kitchen table. That's what they took. <laughs> this they did. Horrible. Oh, my God. We talk about they, the other guys being like worried about their job. He should be worried. You, you, you cannot have a draft like this and not worry about your job. This is a this is a draft that you have if you're Jacksonville right now and you're trying to build for something to win in 2022-2023. This is a team that's built to win now. Now. And that window is closing. Their big offseason acquisition is Rick Wagner. (laughs) We know how that's going to go for him. And he's been uh, signed. He's been signed. He's good. He's he's on there. I mean, I I, so in in all in all in all Full disclosure, I do think that Rick Wagner is due for a bounce-back season. I don't think he's nearly as bad as he was last year. I think he played hurt, um, and I'm hopeful that it waits another year after they're done with him. Yeah. Um, the, their big addition on defense was Christian Kirksey. I know Christian Kirksey very well from Cleveland. He's a wonderful dude. He is. He's going to help their locker room. He is. He's a firebrand leader. He gets hurt all the time. I think he's played in 12 games in the last three years. Yep. So, yep. Um. They're not better than they were last year. Uh, now, they were really good last year, but can they carry that over? Uh, are all the guys who contributed for them last year going to be able to do what they did last year? But let me let me ask you. I, I they know, lost man. Brian Bulaga and picked up um, Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner. It's obviously That's a downgrade. <laughs> that, it's definitely a downgrade for, for this team. And and you're introducing like a lack of just a whole new – just a new person, right? I don't know about this team. I don't know what they've done – I mean, is I I don't know I don't know I what mean, they look did. Look at the depth chart now. Yeah. I mean, they're starting 
22 is really good. Beyond that, I mean, they got they got some guys that aren't even on the Lions practice squad on their second team. Yeah. yeah. And their backup, their their top backup linebacker right now is somebody named Randy Ramsey. I will freely admit I have no idea who the hell Randy Ramsey is. He's like number <laughs> 48 on their depth chart <laughs> right i mean so so that's like a miles killabrew right who's like 53 54 for us right right <laughs> they're one preston smith or zadarius smith away from from playing and, and us learning who randy ramsey is now i have to look it up he's a defensive end from arkansas an undrafted free agent who was on their practice squad last year i did not know that there so, i learned something tonight. so this that, team's floor i think is I think their floor is actually third place in the division. To be honest, with I you. if if things don't, go I will well, say this: they do, they will not win a single game that Aaron Rodgers does not play. Yeah, as we say, if we see Jordan Love, write it off, right? Um, and yes. and Aaron's been going down every year, and and he's been getting hurt. Um, <laughs> ah! <laughs> I can't believe it just came to me in the moment. Uh, yeah, no. Sometimes Aaron, we're still 15. Yes, yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers is having some real problems with 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 staying healthy uh, for the last couple of years. He's getting up there in age. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how he can do. Jordan Love is not the solution. You're right. They will not win. If things go awry for this team, it will all come undone. And and I, I see them easily being a third-place team. I don't see them as being as bad as the Bears. I just don't see that happening. But I don't see them being... Um, they're 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 another team. Their defense, I think Lions fans underappreciate how good their defense is. When they signed Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and paired them with Kenny Clark, damn that that that's that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. Yep. Jair Alexander, one of the best young cornerbacks in the game. They seem like they're finally hitting on some of their safety draft picks. They spend a second round pick every freaking year on their secondary. They've hit on a couple of those guys. So I think their defense gives them a a higher floor than Chicago. Mm-hmm. But you're right; they're they are they are very delicately balanced on the precipice of falling way the hell off. Yeah. Um. So I they are a, they are one of the high variable outcome teams. Um. If you're looking at it as from a gambling perspective, um. I think their over under is nine point five. It might be ten. I'd be real tempted. They're not. I don't think they're going to go ten and six. I think they're either going. I think they're going nine and seven, eight and eight, seven and nine. I don't think that. Just they have no depth, none, in this COVID year, and they got pretty lucky with depth last year. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. The fact that their rookie class is essentially negligible to them. You you can't do that when you're in that position. You just can't. Is this a sneaky way to tank for? Trev, is this but they, just took, they just took Jordan Love. Well, he's still a great backup. <laughs> it's um, and and remember they're working with their you know their coaches in their second year. Yep. This I, this is interesting. I I see them. They I'm, have, I'm not going to count them out. I see them as a nine and seven team this year. Um, but boy, the wheels could come off that wagon faster than anything you've ever seen. Yeah, they, they could. They could. Win. They if could this team starts wins, slow, look out below. Yeah, oh, um, because oh. I can see Rogers. Um, as much as we like to get on him, he is a guy who will tap out if it's not going well. Yes. and 
And we've seen that before. That's how we've seen how Deshaun Kaiser sucks. Yeah. Because when they were losing, what was it? They were down 20 to nothing at halftime. Yep. The Lions came and Rogers like, screw you guys. I'm going yeah. home. He went and spent the last 30 minutes drinking a sipping a beer out of a glass. And he did. And then claiming he um, chugged it. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that's a very dangerous position to have you're the leader of your team and a guy who is known to be like that yep um a guy who's known that his teammates don't always like him um or his family yeah i i worry for packers fans um you know as you know i'm an empathetic person i i can tend to put myself in other people's shoes and i hate when you've been good for a long time and then you suck um that that's a very difficult way to go through life um, it's almost harder than than being the position that Lions fans are in, where we've sucked for a long time, and then we get occasionally good, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, and then we fall back. Oh, yeah. But, the, but here's, that. here's where I, I stop walking in their shoes, is when I think about when the Lions finally got good and the ridiculous or ridicule that Lions fans received for being fans of the Lions, right? It's like... You know what? Let's just see when the when the when the Packers yeah, you know have what? their bad nobody's streak, worse at that than Packers fans. Let me see how big a fan you are after five or eight or ten or twenty years of sucking ass. That's what you I remember the Win Dicky era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's see how good a fan you are then. Um, and 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 look, I'm not trying to be fan against fan kind of stuff, but absolutely right. It's the people thing, and I can put myself in other people's shoes when they're decent people. But when they sit there and have this superiority complex based on something that they just didn't do that they were born into, oh no, oh no. You want to find a real football fan? Go find yourself a, a, a diehard Lions fan, or a diehard Jacksonville fan, or right now a diehard Miami fan, <laughs> or or San Diego. You'll find someone who loves football. Right, that's somebody who absolutely loves the game. To be a Patriots fan, a little harder this year, or a San Francisco fan right now, eh, maybe not so much. It's pretty easy to be a fan of a team that's that's doing really well. So you know, just just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, and uh, I'd love to see that flip. But yeah, no, I'd love to see a lot of those folks have a comeuppance. And frankly, I just want to see the Lions do well. It's 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 our thing. I've, I would I've, love for the Lions to finish. I would, I would, first place would be amazing. I think second place is a realistic goal for this team, being the second place team in the North and sneaking into a wild card berth in a, in in a year where a lot of teams are mediocre. Yep. That's my ceiling for the Lions. There you go. Yep. There you go. All right. (laughs) I will say this, and and I'm very consistent on this. Any team that gets into the playoffs can win any playoff game they're in. Yep. Uh, the the last few years have proven that to me. I'm yeah. I, I was I was still in Green Bay mode there. I don't see them losing that. I I feel like the Lions are a team that if they make the playoffs, that's what will catapult them into winning that first game and so long. Beyond that, I'm not sure where the team is yet. But what I've seen in the last two years of how this team has changed and how they've changed the locker room and how they've changed the coaching and how they've gotten the players to buy in and everything, I, I feel like we've got something that could be really, really good in the long term. I just I, I think we've got our coach trained. I think we've got our GM trained. And I think we've got a team. Let's just go out. It feels, it's always good at this time of year, right? Riz, we've done almost two hours, brother. Good grief, we have. I'm hungry. When we started, there was sunshine to my right, and now it's dark out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm not working till Tuesday. I got some days off here. Oh, congratulations. Enjoy your long weekend. I need to be get safe out there, people. It's off. Labor Day weekend. Be smart. Be safe, but have fun. Yes. And again, we got the, the fantasy going last couple. I think it's three left uh, slots. That's all there is. Get in right now. Uh, get yourself into that fantasy football league. Oh. 
two left. Just two left now in the fantasy Ooh, football. That fills us right. in. Somebody came through already. Yeah. Sweet. Triple your money in the Champions League. That's how you do it. All right. With that, we're going to call this a show. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks, Riz, for the long haul on this one. It's always great for the pre preseason run. Remember, the show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. We love that feedback. Helps us get better, and it helps show that it's your show, too. It is the community's show. Don't forget about us on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get that slack. You heard You heard it. You got a little, a little bubble out of it earlier in the show from Ash. Great, great take on the Decker contract and uh, how, why it's good for everybody. Um, you can get part of that kind of chat every day. Join Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. A little as a dollar will get you access to that. We, of course, accept more. But that's a great place to hang out. Best, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. Give us a follow at DET Lions podcast where you can see the Riz with no pants. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions podcast is the Skype account or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the show. That way we can show up, come in your ears automatically. Remember, thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. 